Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Hi, welcome to Extra Time, a web-only program brought to you by RNZ Sport. I'm Matt Chitterton. On the show this week, it's gold again for New Zealand rowers Hamish Bond and Eric Murray in Rio, and Luca Jones claims New Zealand's first canoe slalom Olympic medal. But while there's been success, there's also been heartache for some of our Olympic athletes. We find out why that is. Plus, New Zealand long-distance runner Zane Robertson talks to us about receiving death threats after blowing the whistle on doping within Kenyan athletics. And we sit down exclusively with Hurricanes captain Dane Coles following his side's emphatic Super Rugby victory for the first time. Rowers Hamish Bond and Eric Murray have claimed New Zealand's first gold medal at the 2016 Rio Olympics after another commanding performance in the men's pair. Today's victory gives them back-to-back Olympic gold medals and is the pair's 69th consecutive win, having never been beaten in their eight years together. Bond and Murray's medal adds to the four silvers New Zealand has won. The pair spoke to sports editor Stephen Hewson, who's on the ground in Rio following the medal ceremony. We were aware of the sort of margin we had and, and also you know, we had a bit up our sleeve and, and could have sprinted if we'd wanted to, I guess, but at that point, you know, also if you go to those up into change up into those gears, um, it's perhaps a little more risky. You know, you're trying to move faster, you're trying to move the blade faster into the wind, and, and potentially something can go wrong. So we just tried to keep it steady and, and hold our hold our pace. And, and, and the other crews pushing for the line did come back at us a little bit in the last few hundred meters. But um, yeah, as Eric, Eric said, um, yeah, we, we probably had it sorted by then. 69 races. What's the what's the goal? There's never really has been one. The, the goal was one, um, and I guess things have got out of hand since then. So, uh, you know, we don't look at it as trying to go unbeaten per se. It's just a byproduct of how we approach each race. You know, we, we turn up at each race, and we want to do well, we want to win. Um, and and the, uh, the number, I guess, has come off the back of that. What sort of reaction have you had from, from the other the other rows? Because, I mean, it's a, a reasonably tight-knit community, isn't it? Yeah, we've had a huge amount of respect um, and we'd be in the same position, you know, for achieving what we've achieved that's never really been done before, um, we get that huge, huge amount of respect from other people just saying, you know, this is amazing because we're in awe of what we do, you know, it's just, it's a byproduct of what we've done, um, but of course other people are like, you know, how do you keep winning by so much, you know, I said the other day in a, thing to the BBC, it's just because we're good looking. Well, I'm better looking than him, but you know, that's just how it goes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's it, you know, we've just made sure we've we've done the training, we've turned up prepared properly, and we just take things one step at a time. Each race is completely different, and that's it. There literally is, there's no secret. We're doing exactly what anybody else has done. They're training hard, we're training hard, um, and we've just tried to find a way to do it slightly better than anyone else. And 
that's the thing, you know, our combination, it's almost been magical, you know, we've we've got into a rhythm and we know each other's idiosyncrasies, which is, has made us work really well together. It's a unique relationship, Hamish, does it? I mean, on the water it obviously works really well. I mean, off the water, are you, are you close or you just do your own thing? Oh, look, I mean, I wouldn't say we're close or unclose, you know, like we're, we're getting on fine, we have to. I mean, we're overseas for three months uh, every year more or less and um, you know quite often rooming together and, and that sort of thing so uh, I guess we know what makes each other tick and, and that's important we try not to push each other's buttons too much occasionally you can't help it uh, when you get in a certain mood but uh, by what, and what, large, what sets him off? Oh, to be fair not much sets yeah. Eric off he's pretty easy easy so that's probably good uh, I might be slightly more highly strung if I'm honest but um, yeah I think we both brought qualities to the combination that have have made it what it is um, yeah uh, two of me would be pretty good um, but uh, you don't really know uh, how that would play out um, but as it happens you know we've, we've, we've found a good combination it's, and it's sort of yin and yang I guess well that's and that's it you know like it's hard it would be seriously hard to pinpoint anything you know the biggest thing is Hamish is always trying to be the best Literally, and anything we do, always first. You know, what on the bike, on the erg, you know, he just wants to be number one. Um, and so he's always working hard to be that number one, and I'm always working there to keep him honest, you know, to try and keep it. Because if I can beat him in something, then, you know, I know that he's like, yeah, damn it, you know, <laughs> I'm going to do that even better. And so that's the thing, you know, what we've done is, is just <laughs> the combination just works because of that situation. Um, and, you know, it's, it literally is just hard to pinpoint the exact things, but that's probably one of the biggest things that, that makes us go well is the ability to know that either of us are both wanting to go as fast as possible. We're both wanting to work as hard as we can. We've both got the attitude to put ourselves into the hurt zone when it counts. And that's what we've done in our training is, is neither of us has backed off in any situation. You know, you give us a challenge, we're going to nail it or exceed it. Um, and that's really what's made us go well. And how much longer can you, you keep going? Do you now look to Tokyo as the long-term plan? Um, yeah, in all honesty, not right now. Um, Rio looked a long way off from London. Tokyo looks even further. Um, but, you know, you never. When, once the dust settles, we'll, we'll reflect, I guess, on the last four years or eight years and, and then make some decisions going forward. I mean, yeah, we're, we're not retiring or anything like that. Um, but... Yeah, definitely uh, time for a, a little bit of reflection, I guess. Double Olympic champions Hamish Bond and Eric Murray talking to RNZ Sports Editor Stephen Hewson. Meanwhile, Luca Jones has delivered the performance of her life, winning New Zealand's first Olympic medal in canoe slalom, a silver in the women's K1. In 2008, Jones became the first female slalom paddler to represent New Zealand at the Olympics. That year, she didn't make it out of the heats, but four years later, she went as far as the semi-finals. Jones qualified for the final after finishing 7th in the semis and looked relaxed, rising to the occasion. Ranked 22nd in the world, Jones was the surprise package, finishing with a score of 101.82 with a clean run. An ecstatic Luca Jones caught up with RNZ sports reporter Barry Guy in Rio. I mean, in slalom, I don't think there's ever the perfect run. You know, you'll look back on video and think, oh, I could be, have been a bit better there. But in terms of a, a whole performance, yeah, it was a really good run. For me. And compare it to your earlier runs, though, because uh, you know no penalties and, mm -hmm. and that sort of thing. What was it? Um, a mindset sort of thing? 
Yeah, I mean, the whole way through the competition, I was in a really calm mindset and felt, you know, confident and just really focused on what I had to do, which was putting down good, clean runs. And I did that in the qualification. I was, yeah, I had two really consistent runs. And then the semi-final came a bit unstuck, but I knew where I could improve, and then the final run just came together. A bit of history, I understand no medal for a New Zealand whitewater paddler and a major championship before, quite an achievement. Yeah, I mean it's incredible for the sport and I'm really happy um, yeah, to be able to do this for canoe slalom in New Zealand. And what will it mean, because you have the new facility now as well? You know? Yeah, I mean we've got an amazing facility for training and racing and hopefully it means that the guys, the younger guys coming through will get a lot more support. And so a uh, chance to celebrate? Yeah, I'm gonna go and celebrate with with my with my team and call back home and, <laughs> and say thanks to a lot of people. Our other three Olympic medals so far were silvers. They were picked up in the women's trap shooting, the women's sevens, and track cycling. Waimati shooter Natalie Rooney won our first Olympic medal in Rio with a silver, while the men's sprint team of Eddie Dawkins, Ethan Mitchell, and Sam Webster were pipped by a hundredth of a second by Great Britain in their final and the women's sevens were beaten by Australia in the final for the first time at the Olympics. But while we've had some success already in Rio, a number of our supposed medal hopefuls have fallen short of their projected targets. The All Black Sevens failed to make the semi-finals of the competition after playing poorly in the pool matches and losing their quarter-final to the eventual Olympic champions Fiji in the quarters. And the failing of the world champion women's double scholars to make it to the final were particularly unexpected. And the equestrian team let their medal opportunity slip through their hands, dropping from second to fourth on the final day of the three-day event. The sports psychologist for the New Zealand Olympic team, Professor Gary Hermanson, told our sports editor Stephen Hewson the athletes will be hurting. Well, it's been disappointing, obviously, and the athletes will be disappointed uh, themselves, but um, that's what sport's about. Sometimes it happens that way, and it's what you do next is the big thing, and we've still got a lot of, a lot of journeying to go in the game, so um, yeah, it'll, it'll come together, it'll be good. How, how psychological do you think all of this was today? Well, it's hard to tell. You know, it's, I mean, one of the things about pinnacle events like the Olympics is that uh, often it's who turns up mentally on the day, and sometimes you know, it just doesn't go the way you want it to. Um, and I think it's just the aspect about being at the Olympics. It's kind of pressure, 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 and uh, sometimes it can have an effect, and sometimes you can see through it and make it work. So, but today was a was a tough one. Can you pinpoint anything yourself? Well, I think the, it's always. I mean, it's a general pinpointing that when you get to the Olympics, the expectations are high, and those then cause you to get a little bit preoccupied with those, and sometimes it can be have a bigger effect than would normally be the case. And, it may be in the case today, it's hard to tell just straight off, it's a bit, bit early to be able to say whether there's anything of that happening or whether it was just a plain, you know, difficult day. That's all. For, for some of them obviously the, the Olympics are now over, but for, for others it's about getting back on the horse, so to speak. Yes, yeah, yeah. It's what, do you, what, what, what do you say to, to those athletes that, that have still got a, a shot but may yeah. have not had the, the greatest start to these games? Well it's a continuing issue about being able to stay in the moment, being able to do what you've trained to do, put it together on the day and try and avoid things like would be distractions or getting too far ahead of yourself and sometimes that can be the problem and if you take the equestrians you know in some ways they they had a, a difficult start they did well but and then they had a that they fought back well and then sometimes that can change expectations as well so it's a it's a changing feast from that point of view and you have to be able to cope with that and um, yeah I, I think that it's disappointing but um, 
you know, that's one of the aspects about what sport's about, really. Will, will you sit down with many of these athletes? Oh, uh, in, in, in a casual way. I won't be sort of making it, I won't be booking an appointment for some Mark, for example, to come and, come and see me and say, OK, Mark, let's sit down here and we'll, I'll give you your hour. Um, but in casual ways, we meet up with them and have a bit of a chat and when the time's right, just talk it through a little bit from there. So, yeah. It, it was a bumpy ride for the equestrians, wasn't it? Because they lost... Um, a team member early on. Yes. They had Tim Price come in and then yeah. lost him part way yeah. through the competition. Indeed, yeah. And it was tough yesterday because they had to kind of finish everyone into the cross country and they did that well. Janelle did well as well. Um, and today it just didn't work out. And um, it's a bit early to be able to say why yet. And I'm sure they'll be analysing it themselves. But right now they're just dealing with the disappointment more than anything else. Professor Gary Hermanson speaking with our sports editor Stephen Hewson. Meanwhile, the All Blacks coach Steve Hansen admits a review is needed following the New Zealand Sevens team's shock early exit from the Olympics. The men's team was under strength with a number of injuries in the lead-up to the tournament. That was worsened when star Sonny Bill Williams and Joe Webber suffered tournament-ending injuries against Japan. Hansen says the same mistakes can't be made in four years' time. We just want to make sure we, we don't paper over things and we've got to look at it honestly and genuinely as a, as a rugby-playing group, both the Sevens, the All Blacks and the rugby union itself, and, and see how we can do it better because you know it is, is an opportunity to showcase rugby for New Zealand. Steve Hansen says there's a definite conflict between players wanting to play for the All Blacks and the Sevens team, which forced players like Hurricanes flanker Adi Savia to withdraw from the Sevens in the lead-up to the Games. They've done the best they can. It's the first time we've been to the Olympics. There's no doubt that these young men and Titch and his crew have worked their butts off to try and win this medal. And you know, we've, we've just got to accept it as a nation that we weren't good enough to win it this time and we'll do whatever we can to try and win the thing the next time. That was All Blacks coach Steve Hansen. You're listening to Extra Time. The presence of New Zealand's whistleblower, middle distance runner Zane Robertson at the Rio Olympics is making life uncomfortable for the Kenyan athletics squad. Robertson, who's based in Ethiopia but trains in Kenya too, has been outspoken about performance-enhancing drug use in the Kenyan athletics team and has spoken to the World Anti-Doping Agency about what he's seen. That has sparked death threats on social media, threats Robertson is taking seriously, saying he won't be returning to Kenya. He says the drug cheating is condoned at the highest level in Kenyan athletics and told sports editor Stephen Houston about the reaction he's encountered in Rio. It's, it's just been uh, clouding over my head for years. I've known for years and uh, basically I've just had enough. I, I've seen international governing bodies cover up cheats People who are deliberately there in your face, just compl- uh, just still competing, and um, federations. I mean, the rule that federations have to announce their cheating athletes is just disgusting. Because in corrupt countries and non-compliant countries, it, it just they don't care. They're like the athletes. It's all about making money and getting that new Benz or something. <laughs> and they're quite open about what using the use of drugs and what you've seen. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, they're quite open in a way. I mean, I've seen telltale signs, it's complete gimmies, it's not hard to read, the athletes. But everything is very secretive. They know they're doing wrong, and it's all behind closed doors. I've never seen it happen, but it is there. Telltale signs, what, what ticks the, the box for you? Oh, uh, well, I, I discovered uh, the, te- the drug testers in Kenya, they were at someone's house, were, uh, one of the world's best athletes. And when I was parking my car there to go for a run in the forest, 
when I came back, they were still there. They told me, oh, we're just friends. We're not here for testing. Um, and you see that boy over there, that's my son. He's a doctor. The hint was there quite easily, but the athlete's face gave it away to me. He thought, like, what an idiot. He knew me personally and knew my uh, belief and how I feel on the matter. So th this is just one of the incidents I've witnessed. And it it's disturbing, you know, because I know exactly what's happening and how they're getting away with it. What response have you got from Kenyan athletes, even in the, in the village? Yeah, so I just arrived last night already. It's been pretty wild. Uh, I was eating my dinner and I got some angry stares. They didn't look away, but um, I just found it funny. This morning on the run, I kind of just tried to avoid them on the trails. They, they came out a bit later, so I think I'll do the same in the next few days and just do my thing. You know, mind, mind my business. Support-wise, though, what, what sort of support have you got? Because, I mean, I know you've, you've mentioned you've had sort of death threats through social media and, and things, but vice versa, support, presumably, you've got. Yeah, I mean, I, I finally have a blessing that uh, speaking out about it, I don't need to fight my own battles anymore. I've got the public behind me, and it's really making my life a lot easier. I normally just block the people now who who's sending me any aggro. I don't need that in my life. I just don't need, I need all positives and um, I really appreciate the public fighting my fights for me. How serious do you take those death threats? Uh, well, a few of them, it wasn't just one. I took two of them pretty serious and this guy is actually a, a top journalist for the IAAF and I mean, in Kenya I, I witnessed the election violence, I see how easy it is for people to act on emotion there. And I know how easy it is. It just takes one second in your life so So do you have to be pretty careful, obviously, when you get to Kenya? Do you now not go to, to Kenya or, and remain in Ethiopia? Yeah, I mean, the plan was always to go back to Ethiopia after Rio. And now the plan will be not to visit Kenya for a very long time, if ever again. I don't feel safe there. My brother's currently there, but he'll join me soon in Ethiopia for training. And... Um, I hope he continues to be safe until after the games. That was New Zealand distance runner Zane Robertson talking to sports editor Stephen Hewson. In sport outside of the Olympics, the Hurricanes captain Dane Cole has played through the pain to lead his side to their maiden Super Rugby title last weekend. The Hurricanes beaten finalists twice before, outclassed South Africa's Lions 20-3 in the final in Wellington to claim their first championship in 20 years of trying. All Blacks hooker Coles played for more than 40 minutes in wet weather and biting cold and even had to come back on when his replacement, Ricky Riccatelli, was sent to the blood bin. Rugby reporter Joe Porter was the only journalist to speak one-on-one -on -one with the emotional Hurricanes captain directly after the win. Mate, I'm just stoked I got to take the part in the, in the, in the game tonight. Things are looking too promising but woke up this morning and just felt bloody good and gave it a go and yeah, just try to give everything for the boys but yeah, just... Just so proud to, to get a, to the trophy to the Hurricanes franchise. Obviously, I can see it when you came in, a lot of emotion in your eyes and in your yeah. face. Just a, that sense of, it's almost a great sense of relief as much as anything else, right? Yeah, it is, mate. Like, just the disappointment we've had, especially the disappointment of last year, just that really stuck with me. I didn't want that feeling again. And there's a lot of guys in that team last year didn't want it as well. So yeah. we, we just went out from the start and had a good attitude, I thought, and just played well. And, mate, just... 
I'm just so proud to be here. Honestly, just to bring the trophy to to, his, uh, to the franchise is awesome. You think about all the guys that have gone before you, the Christian Cullens, the Tana Umangas, the Norm Hewitts that you spoke of before that couldn't quite bring this title back to a franchise who have had very loyal supporters. What does it mean to you guys as a group to be able to, you know, Jerry Collins, who obviously is not with us anymore, bring a title to those for those guys? Yeah, it's huge, mate. Like, you know, I see it in there just... There's so many great Hurricanes men that have been before us that haven't you know, quite managed to, to win the comp. And I know personally it was a ma- massive motivation for me to kind of you know, be the first Hurricanes captain to lift a trophy and to do that. And just I'm pretty sure those guys will be pretty proud. You know, Conrad Smith over in France and Jeremy Thrush in England, all those guys, you know, they'll, they're proud Hurricane men. And to do that for them was, was very special. What about for you personally, man? I mean, we used to grow up and pram, muck around, play a bit of rugby, get up to a bit of mischief, and now you're an All Black who's won a World Cup and a Hurricanes captain, the first one who's led this franchise to their first ever Super Rugby title. I mean, how does that make you feel personally? Yeah, man, I'm pretty lucky to be honest. I, mean, I get to do something I love for a, for a, for a job, and just to, yeah, I'm pretty just stoked. Like, yeah, I, and I represent the coast. You know, that's a big part of how I play. I love, I love where I'm from, and just to live the dream and. And do what I love is something, you know, and the probably growing up there has a big part of it. We've shaped away then today, so just so happy. Yeah. And you must be personally proud to have been able to, I guess, bring this team together as a cohesive unit, as a captain and a new captain, and get guys behind you who are older than you, have been around longer than you, and make this a really cohesive team that truly believed that they could win this title for the first time probably ever in franchise history. Yeah, I think that not just me, mate. Just I think a lot of the senior guys. I think that says a lot about our culture. You, know, you can come into a, you can be who you are, but we've got a few things you need to do, and, and, and guys buying into that is massive. So, mate, yeah, I've got to take my hat off to a lot of the senior guys for developing a culture that everyone can, that loves to be in and so proud of, and can be who you are and go out and express yourself on the field. I think yeah, it says a lot about our team and, and what we're about. Uh, this is a very hard question, but how does this compare to winning a World Cup? Oh, mate, it's pretty special, mate. Like, different. You know, obviously the All Blacks had won it, so but to bring the first championship, just different feeling, and yeah, I'm just, I, I can't really compare, but this one feels pretty special, right? Definitely out there, or even better. Like I said, it takes a lot for this to win this camp, uh, competition, and I'll just look back and I'll just be so proud of the boys, the way we've just jailed together and, and, and won ourselves a, our first championship. So, mate, it's a pretty proud moment for me, and I know it's a pretty proud moment for a lot of guys in that changing room. Why do you think you're so emotional? I've been trying to win this thing since 2008, and to finally get a, just to bring it home, like I said, there is so much emotion, mate, like, sending Vic out like the way he deserves, it, it takes a lot to win this comp, and I've been there so many times, and fall, fall short, and not at the finals and semis, and blah, 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 so, oh, man, it's just, I'm just so happy. <laughs> Hurricanes captain Dane Coles talking exclusively to RNZ rugby reporter Joe Porter following his team's win. Finally, the Black Caps have capped off their tour of Zimbabwe with an impressive 254-run victory over the hosts in their second test in Bulawayo. However, it was an unlikely hero who did the majority of the damage for the Black Caps on the final day. Opening batsman Martin Guptill snared three crucial wickets that led to Zimbabwe's collapse. The win gave New Zealand a 2-0 series victory and Kane Williamson's first as captain. Following the match, Williamson reflected on his team's performance. Yeah, I think initially with the seamers doing the job in the first innings, uh, we, we could tell that the wicket looked like it was deteriorating. It was a little bit slower than the first surface and it was breaking up. So, um, look, it was a, a good toss to win to be able to bowl in the last innings uh, and... 
you know, not only, not only are you presented with um, good conditions, you do have to um, bowl well on it. And I think the way the spinners stood up today um, was a fantastic effort. Um, you know, Ishtari bowled beautifully, Mitch Satner, um, and also Martin Gapdal, who hasn't bowled too much in the past. And, um, made things very difficult. I thought maybe he's been practicing a bit when no one's been watching because we don't see him bowl too much in the nets. But um, I mean, geez, after today, the way he bowled, it was, you know, the wicket, yeah, I mean, the wicket was suited to it. But to be able to put the ball in a consistent area um, and spin it hard um, as a part time offie is something that's fantastic to see and uh, another strength to his bow. I'm sure he'll be continuing to work on it. I think the batting was very clinical. Um, you know, it, big runs were required because um, we knew that uh, Zimbabwe um, would fight and certainly fight a lot harder than perhaps the first innings in the first test. They showed it in their second innings um, and they certainly showed it again in the first innings where they made us work very hard um, to take the first 10 wickets. Um, and, you know, we're fortunate that the wicket was extremely tough to bat on today, um, which, which was in our favour. Um, so they certainly show huge signs of improvement, which is a big positive for, for them. And, and for us, it was nice to, um, I suppose, see our seamers put in the yards on a, on a, on a surface that didn't offer a huge amount for them, um, but also uh, the spinners to take control in that last innings, which is always what you want to see uh, in any test match, to see the spin come into play. That was Black Caps captain Kane Williamson. New Zealand now head to South Africa for a two-test series against the Proteas. That's extra time for this week. Your feedback is always welcome via our Twitter at RNZ Sport or our emails sport at radionz.co.nz. I'm Matt Chatterton. Bye for now. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.